What's up, boxing fans? We have another show coming up to you March 25th at the Grand Villa Casino, the takeover to the uprising. Tickets are available on our website, empireboxing.live. Go ahead and reserve them early. This show will sell out. Not only that, but we are launching a watch party of the takeover at the Hollywood Theater on March 1st. Tickets will be available very soon, also on our website through Eventbrite. You're not going to want to miss this as we're going to have a live press conference with the athletes coming for the takeover to the uprising as well. An Empire Boxing and Unlearning Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Empire Boxing Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jay. And today, back for the second time, we have none other than Michael, the Hurricane Valoria in the building. Nice to have you. Thank you for having me again. Second time's a charm. I know. And last time we had you and Terrence. Yes. And this time we got you solo. Uh-huh. Because poor Terrence has had a bit of a, a year, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he um, injured his hand before the fight even, and then during the wow, fight, no just way. got worse. Yeah. Oh, so in camp? Yeah, during camp, he uh, both both arms actually. He tore his left bicep. I remember this. The whole time, yeah, was, uh, we were training for the fight, and then he's one of those guys, you know, like he's not gonna tell you that he's injured, right? But his hand has been there was Mangled. a small crack on it already, oh, no. and then it just got worse during the fight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hands are a really common. An, like unfortunately common thing in boxing I think yeah. especially what well, the pro gloves are so light yes as well you know so and then you're you're hitting the skull and that's a hard surface <laughs> and so sometimes those fractures happen well we wish him a speedy recovery it was fun to have both you guys but I'm super stoked to have you here um and we had like this little pre-show moment where I had a premonition that you had recently well I thought I thought I already knew that your fight nickname was the hurricane but apparently this is a new thing it is a new thing circa when um, after the fight. Okay, so um, this is you know what not not even like straight after the fight. It was like maybe a couple of months ago. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. So I didn't know this, but this was my premonition. I, I kid you not. I was like, I was gonna introduce you as the hurricane. I was like, wait, I should double check that that's his nickname. That's so funny. Um, who else had the hurricane? Was it uh Duran? No. Who? There was somebody. You can do this. I can do this? You can do this. Uh Mexican, yeah? No. Cuban. No. Colombian? He's African-American. <laughs> just starts listing every single. Yeah. African, hey? Yeah. The hurricane, because it's so familiar. Okay, give me another hint. Um, he had a, it's a book called uh, 16 Rounds. It's all about him. Hmm. Google it, everyone. Go Google it. Don't be like me. <laughs> Who? Who was it? Jason? Who had the hurricane nickname? I'm blinking. Ruben Carter? Ruben Carter. Ruben Carter. Okay, cool. And is this someone that you like genuinely watch or have studied or anything? Or is this coincidence? Or is he like a hero on the list? Yes. But, uh, well, one of my training partners, his name is Ian. Shout out. Um, Ian, he, he's the one who gave me the, the hurricane nickname. Because he's like, hey, you're like, like Ruben Carter in there. Um, Wicked. Yeah. And, and, it's, and, and a lot of it is because they say, I just keep on coming. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting you <laughs> mentioned that because actually, I, I mean, obviously I was there and I saw you fight uh, Sean Archer live, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to go through it again and watch it before I get a chance to talk to you again today. Yeah. So, um, and that, that, that really was what a war that was just yeah. in the pocket, constant exchanges. And yeah, I mean, it was like you coming forward the whole time for sure. Um, Sean did a good job though. He's a 100%. tough, tough fucker. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did no, he, he surprise is. you? How tough he is, hundred yeah. percent. And also, what surprised me the most was his uh, his experience, right? Because he's been there so many times. He's also had like at that point, what three or four um, pro fights already. Yeah. So he really used that to his advantage. Mm -hmm. I wanted to move around. I wanted to box, but as soon as he took the middle, and I looked into and I saw him, and he's like, and in my head it clicked already. I'm like, okay, if I give this guy an inch, He'll he's gonna he's gonna take a mile. So yeah. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be a firefight all night. Yeah. So, and ne neither one of you were really stepping back. Like it was pretty yeah. in the pocket the whole time. Uh, I, one thing I noticed you did a really good job of getting under, like the first rounds, especially you did a really good job of getting under a lot of his punches. Right. You were, you were getting low. You were getting your head off the line. You were throwing the, uh, the right hook to the body quite a lot. Is that a punch you really like to throw? Not so much, but I found it there because he, he was more straight up. Right. Then, then, then crouched down. Even when he's fight when, when he fought Daniel Roach. Mm -hmm. He was, he wasn't going down low or anything. It's just mm -hmm. the way he fights. He's, he's yeah. straight up and he's ready to take punishment and give punishment. Yeah. So he, he was very open to the body. Right. Yes. Cause I saw you using that, utilizing that, um, overhand, right. 
mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and then that right, right hook to the body. And at the end of, I think it was last 45 seconds or something. And the end of the first round, you hit him with a money liver shot. I did. And you heard him. Yeah. And what did that feel like that moment where you're like, Oh, I got to turn on the gas. Yes. And I did. But uh, again, he uses advanced, his, uh, his experience. He knew yeah. he got hurt. He, he knew weathered how to it. weather the storm and he was ready to throw back. And you know what? I, I got out of the way. I remember that sequence very, very clearly because I, as soon as I heard him, I, I let go a few punches and then I see him move his shoulder. I'm like, oh crap, something's mm, coming back. Yeah. So I'm like, I ducked under it. Right. So <laughs> what's that like, you know, in that moment where you're like, okay, I've hurt someone, you know, you've damaged them. Yeah. You know, that you have that moment where you're like, okay, assessing how much to put your foot down on the gas pedal because you don't want to blow it all. There's mm-hmm. still, I mean, at that point, there's still 30 seconds left in a round. It's a boxing match. Anything can happen. Yes. So at what point do you decide to pull back once you've kind of given the gas just a little bit? When do you know, like, to keep going or pull back? Personally, every time I've I've heard, I've heard everyone I fought, and each time I do, when I feel their their guard is still tight, yeah, I know I'm not gonna get them right away. Right. Like when when I hit when I hit Sean, and I, I let go a few punches, I still felt his guard was still tight. Mm. So I pulled back. Right. And, and and again, it's one it's one of those things where a lot of people would punch themselves out punching right. the guard, and that's not it's a waste of your time, right? It, so. it, it's especially, it's especially a bit dodgy towards the end of a round too. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, you punch, you punch the dickens out of somebody for 20 seconds. You got to still get through another 15 seconds of the round. And then you only have a minute to recover. And at that level of, you know, like probably anaerobic, you know, power that you're expending there, like you need that time to recover too. So, you know, that minute might not be long enough to come back into the second round as fresh as you want to be. Yeah, exactly. And and again, you were, you were, talk, you, you, you were just talking about energy expenditure there. Mm. When you hurt someone, the adrenaline goes up. Yeah. So everything, you, you're, trying to, you're trying to give everything, everything. But then if the guy doesn't go down, that adrenaline quickly goes away. Right, right. You no, know, and then you feel that yeah. dump and your legs yeah. go, oh, snap. Right, yeah. And it expedites that f- fatigue feeling that mm-hmm. you're, you're really trying to avoid the whole time. And you've spent your entire camp trying to avoid that fatigue feeling. Mm-hmm. But that little bit of hormone, uh, that excitement can mm-hmm. really affect that. Especially the, the crowd plays a big part of it too. Yes. Like the minute I, I heard them and people went crazy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I want you to keep going crazy. So I just wanted to go in there. And but then- Mendoza rolled deep. Y'all rolled yeah. deep. You had a big <laughs> section in the back. Yeah, you know, did. real deep. So they were like, they all had your back on that one yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, speaking of, you know, nerves and energy and crowd and all that, that was your pro debut. And I don't think I've talked to you since then. No. How did it feel? Amazing. Yeah, it was like it was like it's a definitely a dream come true. Right. I, I remember um, warming up in the back, and I think Jesco actually has this on 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 film because he was filming us back there. And uh, just just a, just before I walked out, I I was bouncing around. Everyone, everybody was behind me. You know, like my, my sparring partners, training partners doesn't have to be. Go, didn't even go to the, to the gym, but they train with me, and they're like, you know, my family. I look, I, uh, I turned around and I looked at all of them and I said, I'm ready to die, I'm ready to die tonight. Mm-hmm. And then I turned around, walked out, and the minute the music hit and the people went crazy, I'm like, I belong here. Yeah, brilliant. This is it. How many of those moments do you really get in a lifetime? Man, people are lucky to, to even have one moment. Right. Right? So I feel so blessed yeah. having that opportunity to just walk out and... At the end of the fight, even people who I didn't know che- were cheering, clapping for sure, you know, and coming up to me afterwards. And that's, that's incredible. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of, of let, let's just say even combat sport in general is, you know, even for those like casual fans, what you witnessed is something incomprehensible to you, right? Like the average person, they cannot comprehend taking part in what they just witnessed two people take a part of, Right. Um, getting in there and going into war with someone that you've never met, like, you know, and it's, it does kind of feel like a, to death, you know, mm-hmm. like to the death sort of thing. Right. And and the average fan, they're just like, it doesn't matter whose side they started on, who they picked walking out, whose shorts they liked better, whose walkout song, you know, whatever judgment they made of which fighter they wanted to win, they watch that and they're blown away and they're going to give respect where respect is due. And if you, you know, it's, you're entertaining them, but they're also like, I think they're just genuinely just jaw dropped at the whole thing. Yeah, and what I love about watching that fight going back is every every round you'll see me and Sean just smiling. Yeah. Just having fun. 
Yeah. You know, I, like, and there was a little bit of like, you know, he's egging you to come forward. Yeah. And, and there was like, yeah, some of those brilliant moments between the two of you guys. And, you know, he actually, he ended up getting, uh, he, he, he timed that rear uppercut a couple of times Beautiful. really well. Beautiful. Really well. Yeah. And then he started kind of evading that overhand right. Cause yeah. he was like, I don't want to know any more of that. Yeah. Um, and so what going into the, I want to know, maybe you remember, I, I'm, I'm guessing you remember this, this probably burned in your mind, this fight, this fight, but what did your coach say to you at the end of the third round? At the end of the third round, when I, well, you know what he, he told me to wake up. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I could, cause I, you get lost in there, right? Like mm. you, you're, you're, you're in a shit show for three minutes. Yeah. You go, to, you go back to your corner and you're still kind of there. Yeah. Right. And then, so he splashed water in my face and goes, wake up. You got to right. finish this fight. Right. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I walked out of the, I walked out and I can, I can still kind of hear him go, but be you. Right. Right. So just be you. Tell, show everyone who you are. Right. So that that's when that last like 10, 20 or 10 seconds of the fight, I literally, I, I, I looked at Sean and, and I nodded. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, we're standing right here and we're going to exchange. Yeah. Wicked. Right? <laughs> so if you could describe in, in words that, you know, show people who you are, who is the you that you're trying to show? Can you describe it in words? I'm the, I'm the guy that's, that's going to be, working hard no matter what yeah. and having fun doing it yeah because you know like a lot of you, you see in social on social media a lot a lot of people doing all this motivation stuff like hey live your dreams do yeah, this yeah, do yeah. that but how many of them are actually living their dreams you know what i mean and yeah. i and i am and i wanted to show that yeah. this is what living your dreams look like brilliant it's amazing brilliant how proud of you were your brother or how proud of you were were Ter How proud were you of Terrence? Come on, Jay. Oh man. Yeah. I, 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 I to this day, like anyone who, who, who I've talked to, they became such a big fan of my brother. Yeah. Just because of how technically sound he was. Oh, he was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful to watch. And a lot of heart too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he fought with two base with no arms technically in the, in the last third, fourth round, yeah. no arms, but he's still in there. And, and that's why he's, he's out for a while because he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to hit it with my broken hand. Yeah. Well, you're already there. Yeah. And, and how, how proud was he of you? It, 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 was, it was emotional when we got back yeah. in, the, in the locker room, just, just because we've, we've talked about it for so long yeah. together. We and started to experience together. that together. Oh, man. So what did you guys do to celebrate? What, what was, oh, were the Glorias tearing up the town like on that night or what happened? No, you know what? I you was, guys went to bed? <laughs> you know, I was so tired after. For sure. I, not just because of the fight, but everything leading up to it. And like after it, when all, the, all the emotion, you know, yeah. like everybody going, hey, good job. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm an introvert. So right. when I'm around a lot of people, my battery goes whoop. Right. Right. And that, that's exactly what happened that night. So we went out for dinner and I'm like, I want to I wanna go to sleep. Yeah, fair. <laughs> what did you eat? What's, what was your celebratory fight like meal? I think I had a burger. Yeah, wicked. Yeah. And I, fries? Yeah. Attaboy. Yeah. Send it. Yeah. With cheese? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could handle dairy after that. But man, like, yeah, I just, after that, I just went home. Just like, I, I want to go to sleep. Yeah. And how did you sleep that night? Could you get like, could you get to sleep with no. all that adrenaline? Yeah. I was like, you probably I'm laid tired, awake blinking. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Running it through your mind. Yeah. And how many times do you watch that fight now? I think at least twice a week. Yeah. Because one, uh, you know, I, it, it, it's you, you know, mm. you're, you're living your life. You're living your dreams. I want to watch it. Second is like, okay, what can I improve on? Right. Mm -hmm. That this is what I should have done. That's what I, a lot of it was mental. Right. Like, Going into the fight, I, I didn't fight for three years, right? Zero. And my pro debut and uh, against someone as experienced as, as Sean. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, now I got to take my time a little bit more. Right. Instead of, instead of falling into his game, let's do, let's try to do what I want to do. Yeah. Right. And again, like, and I, and I hear it from my training partners. Hey man, you should have done this. You should have done that. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, the, but again, like I tell them, like you weren't in the ring with Sean. Mm -hmm. Right, like he's the type of guy that if, like I said before, if you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. Yeah, and and, and if you start dancing around him, doing all that stuff, he wants you to do that. Yeah, because that that's what everybody's been doing to him for what, like two hundred plus amateur fights. Right. Yeah, Sean's got a lot of fights, and he's been and people have been trying to dance around him. Right. He knows how to fight those guys properly, mm -hmm. you know. And but and I, and I, and I know he's looking for a guy that's just gonna stand there too and be like, you know. 
Right. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was such an exciting fight. Like, it, you know, I think I, I, you know, I think every show that we've put on, it's mm-hmm. I've I've been like, damn, those all those fights were really good. Yeah. Um, but there was a few that really stand out, and definitely uh, both yours and Terrence's were were those those fights that really stood out for me. It's just like, um, again, yeah, you know, very technical. Um, but also a lot of bravado and heart and like the kind, the kind of fight that fans want. They mm-hmm. want to f- fans like, I mean, we love fights that are nuanced and technical and we can watch them and, Oh, you know, he's setting this up and we can kind of like read it on a different level. Cause we know boxing, but yeah. the, the fans want an exciting fight. You yeah. know, they want something that's making them go, Oh my God. Like even something that's as close as that fight. It was, there it was, there were moments where it was close. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it was, it, but it was just brilliant. And you, you executed exactly what you needed to, 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 to get that fight on, yeah, on your put, side in the end. Off, yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I was just brilliant. We, we loved that fight. Um, now let's talk a little bit about we're, you know, March 25th, you're coming back. Yes. Stepping between the ropes again. Yes. First off, how fucking excited are you? Very. Okay, sweet. Great. Us too. And then we're fighting, um, you're fighting a, a provincial champ. He's had like 30, 40, 40, 50, some yeah. fights, Aldo. Yeah. Tell me about him. What do you know? What are you studying? Are you leaving that up to your coach? What does that look like for yeah, you? Yeah, you know, I'm leaving that up to my coaches and my sparring partners. Yeah. Um, and it's it's up to them to, to come up with a game plan. It's my it's my my um it, job it's to execute. My job to execute yeah. it. But 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 uh, based on what they're showing me and based on like the looks that my sparring partners have have been giving me, mm. I can kind of guess, you know, how how he fights, right? Like he's right. tall guy. Um I think he won YYC Cup. Uh, the Western Canadians this year as well. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be an interesting fight. Yeah. And he's he's again another seasoned yeah, he's decorated amateur. Yeah. So it'll be fun. And have you outsourced some different sparring partners to kind of like match that style or what's yeah, expected actually, of that yeah, style? Yeah. 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 I've been um I've been in touch with with um uh, Gavin and Manraj from from Bisla. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we grew up together, so like we we've trained together for right. for a long time. So it, it's nice. They they have their insights. They've watched them fight. Right. So. Amazing. Yeah. Always helpful. But then also at the same time, you don't want to get too in your head about it and go too far down the rabbit hole exactly. of you know what social media creeping somebody making decisions based on what they see, what you see yeah. on the internet. Like at some point, I think we talked about this before. Is that every time every fight every time you step into you know a fight with someone, it's like they're not going to fight you the way that you've watched them fight other people. It's, it's a new, it's a new fight. Mm-hmm. There are people are going to have their tendencies, but it, I mean, boxing is strategy. Yes. So they're creating a strategy for you. Yeah. It's going to be a fresh look. Exactly. So, I mean, I guess going down that rabbit hole too far is, is a bit. Yeah. That's why I, I, I try not to do that stuff. You know, yeah. I try to focus on what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right. Because- I think that's mature fighters probably take that approach more so than, mm-hmm. you know, cause I remember like, I think, like my first like four or five fights I was like obsessed with creeping whoever I was you know it's like such an image because you're like you're freaking out right it's such an it, immature yeah, approach at my- <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it kills you it kills your head absolutely it kills your head yeah highly highly not recommend that one <laughs> um so what are you doing differently in this camp apart from different looks and sparring have you changed up anything else your snc uh, like your frequency is anything looking different yeah yeah uh, my strength and conditioning Definitely. It's, uh, I've, I've done, I'm, I've been, I'm doing more, more, um, explosive movements as, as opposed to, I knew that the, the fight with Sean is, was going to be, um, an endurance factor. Right. Um, so we, we focus a lot on, on muscular endurance and just going, you know, being mm-hmm. able to execute that for four rounds, three minutes, every second mm-hmm. fighting and punching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for this one, we are we're going a little more explosive. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so, and what kind of strategy is that going to play into in terms of how you're going to approach this fight? <clears throat> Stay tuned. If you can tell us. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, just, 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 um, just being able to, to do my damage and get out of the store. Right. You know, like we, in we, and we, out a yeah, little bit. Yeah. We have this, we have this, this analogy in the gym. You go, if, if you're like a fight is like, or an exchange is like a conversation. You say hello. Mm-hmm. And then you should be the first one to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Right. So being able to get in there, do my thing and get up. Right. Amazing. I love that. And I love, I, I mean, what I can see, we're going to go visit you guys on Sunday, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, what I can see in Mendoza right now is based on kind of the social media. And you guys have a really strong culture there. And there seems to be a lot of message 
in what you guys produce as, as content. And I'm guessing that sort of reflects that culture, yeah. you know, quite a bit. Who Who's sort of at the, the, the heartbeat of that? Who's at the core? Oh, it's, it's Coach O'Neill. Yeah. He's, he's a poet. Right. You know, right. Like he, he, it's kind of cryptic at times. Other times it's very deep, mm-hmm. right? But he's always trying to put out a message there. Right. Even our, our sessions are like that too, right? Like he won't talk as, as much as you, you, you see other coaches talk, mm-hmm. but the drills and all that, he's sending us a message mm-hmm. and it's up to us to come home and go, okay, we practice this and that, why? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he does that. It, it, his training style is that old saying where you, you can give a man a fish, you can feed him for a day. Right, you teach a man to fish. You feed right. him for a lifetime. Interesting. Yeah. He sounds like a bit of a, like a Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi type. Oh, he's 100% Mr. Miyagi. Master Splinter is what I right. <laughs> If you can snatch the grasshopper yeah. from my hand. <laughs> now, when you like, so would you, in your opinion, does this help to weed out the fighters that are going to probably have enough insight to take whatever. So again, take whatever experience that they had in the gym that day, take it home. And the ones that are hungrier, the ones that will sit there and chew on it and digest it. Yes. And do you think that is kind of like a bit of a weed out? Like who's serious, who's not serious? 100%. Who's going to go home and chew on this for like two hours? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And and that and that's a thing, right? Like that's what separates a good fighter from a great fighter is uh, can they think on their feet in the middle of a fight? Yeah. Because half the time you won't be able to hear your coach. Yeah. There's a crowd. It is just you out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, can you strategize? Can you take those things that's in your toolbox and bring them out in the fight? Right. Impromptu. Mm-hmm. Could happen at any time. Right. So mm-hmm. what he's teaching us to do is exactly that. Is right. to be able to, to uh, strategize on the go. Yeah. Think for ourselves. Because there's things he, that a coach can see that you might not be able to see mm-hmm. and things you see that the coach can't see. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so that's 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 his training style. It's so cool. Like you're right, it is so different. The lens from the fighter to the coach, the coach is is kind of like quickly leafing through the book, mm-hmm. but the fighter is reading every word. Mm-hmm. You know, like so the coach has that thirty thousand foot view of like, okay, what's what is this book really about? What is happening right now? What what, what how can I summarize this? It's like the Coles notes, mm-hmm. but the fighter is kind of getting lost sometimes in the detail as well. Mm-hmm. You know, dissecting every little piece, and sometimes you know your your like emotion or something might be blocking a little piece of information and it's up for the coach to kind of fill the gaps in with that. Isn't it? It's, it's a fascinating thing. Um, and I think it's kind of beautiful. Like you only really, you can only know if you've experienced it, if you've been yeah. in there and been in that moment. And in and, and moments where you're losing, right? Yeah, like right. I've, I've been in fights where I had to pull things out of the mud because you know, I was losing the first two rounds. Amateurs was only three rounds, right? Yeah. And, and uh, it's I would come short back. short and furious. Yeah. You got to impress the judges and like, you know, nine minutes, go. Yeah, yeah. And, and and there are times where a coach, what they need to do is not give you strategy, but to give you a pep talk in the corner yeah. if you're losing. Because if you're losing, you're not going to hear, you won't be able to to uh, to process jab to the body, jab to the head, move your head to the left. No, you're, you're already gone. Yeah. So sometimes all you, need, all you need a coach to do is go, hey. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and he knows the balance of that. Yeah. Right? And funny, and- the gym right now during this camp, you were talking about the things I've changed. Yeah. Well, he's coaching me less and right. coaching my sparring partners more. Wow. Yeah. So Teaching them how you, to beat me. Yes. Yes. Empowering you to be that kind of like making your own decisions, real time toolbox. What do you know already? What can you access? How do you read the scenarios? Yeah. He's forcing you into that. Like I have no choice Brilliant. now to, but to do that. And, and also, what do you, what's your experience? Like how are you noticing that's changing things for you? Well, they're getting better. <laughs> They're getting better, so, oh, so and, you got to get better. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have no choice but to get better. Otherwise, right. I'm just gonna get beat on every single day. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So they're getting better. They're evolving, forcing me to evolve. Wow, that's so cool. I, I mean, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to coming down there and checking out what's going on. <laughs> she come train with us too. Yeah, right. Shouldn't I? I yeah. don't really get much boxing in these days. I really missed it though. You should get more boxing. I know. I do love it. I do love it so much. It's it was my first love boxing. Um. Now, I also wanted to ask you, what do you think is going to be your experience stepping in for the second time? Is it going to be as sweet? Is it going to be sweet in a different way? Because nothing quite feels like that pro debut. That moment will never happen again, but... Nothing like your first time. Exactly, right? But how are you feeling about that second time? And what do you you expect to feel? 
I expect to be a lot calmer in there. Yeah. For sure. Because I, now I know what it feels like yeah. to have that many people, right? Because you go to an amateur show or whatever, like people leave after their fighter or the, you know, the, the people that they like yeah. or whatever, or their it's team a gymnasium. is there and they leave. There's yeah. 50 seats, 20 of them are full. <laughs> but like... there's something about just the media aspect of the, uh, of the fights, um, the, uh, the interviews after and yeah. the walkout song. Yeah. You know Powerful. I mean? It's different. It's different. It's different. And, and I think that's what caught me by surprise the first time I bathed in it. So mm. I took my time walking up to the ring mm -hmm. because I wanted to, to soak that in and be like, okay, this is what it is. I visualize this, mm -hmm. but holy crap, it's different. You yeah. know, like you yeah. can visualize it all you want, yeah. but once you're in there, you're like, whoo. Yeah. So now I know how that feels. I, I, I feel like I won't be taken as taken by the moment as I was the first time. Right. Cause that's what it was like, right when the bell ring, I was still taken by the moment. Right. Yeah, of course. And then he woke, and then Sean woke me up. I'm like, Oh snap, I'm in a fight. Yeah. 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 And we're fighting now. Yeah. Wow. And I noticed like, like just a moment before you stepped through the ropes, you said a little prayer, you closed your eyes, you said something to yourself. Do you mind sharing what that was? I just said, I, I, <laughs> I don't remember the details, but I do remember telling myself you're home. Wow. I always love talking to you because you always have these like amazing little like trail off nuggets. Like you just <laughs> drop them in there and I'm just like, well, there we go. That's a wrap. That was fucking brilliant. Amazing. Well, I can't wait to see that moment again for you. I, I really can't. And I can't wait to this to be just like the, this is the precipice of many more moments like that. And your career will continue to take you to new heights. Those moments I can, I, I imagine will start to get sweeter in different yeah. ways. The one day there'll be a world title and that will be better than your, the, the, the fair, it'll be like, you know, on the par with your first moment. Cause it'll be the first of sort of reaching what you described when last time we talked to you was like your ultimate goal in yes. this is to have a world title. So I'm imagining that walkout is going to be maybe the sweetest one yet. Yeah. Um, okay. So up and coming boxing stuff. I know you're like a big boxing fan. I am. I mean, he watches a lot. <laughs> He's got opinions too. Um, Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia. Give me what you think. Okay. <laughs> He's like, thought you never okay, asked. No, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to. I'm a, a massive break. Tank Davis fan. Yeah. Massive. And he can turn you off in a blink of an eye. So can Ryan Garcia. But I'm going to go out on the limbs and say here that Tank's going to take out Ryan Garcia in not, not as fast as what people think is going to be. It's going to be competitive the first six, seven rounds because Tank likes to take his time, right? Um, but he's got, he's got the strategy to do it. He's got the patience to do it. Hmm. Ryan Garcia still feels, when you watch him, I'm sorry, Jason, I'm sorry, Angelo, but Oh, my brother, be fine. My, my, my brother loves Ryan Garcia. He, when he watches this, he's going he's gonna to- Shout out Terrence. Yeah, not Terrence, Angelo. Angelo. Yeah. Does, who's, who's Terrence going for? Uh, Terrence is going to pick Tank. Tank? Yeah. Okay. But when Angelo or watches Angela. this, when he watches this, he's going to whoop me in sparring. But- <clears throat> This is for that thing <laughs> you said on the podcast. Here's the thing. Ryan Garcia still looks uncomfortable in the ring. It, it's like- when you watch him, when you watch him move in the ring, he still hasn't found himself in it. Mm. As opposed to guys who've already had the same amount of fights he has and the experience he has, do you they're think that more was, comfortable. Do you think that was, like, you think that's consistent slash before his split with Eddie Reynoso or since his split with Eddie Reynoso? Or do you think that's just him that's right just now? That's just him He's right just, now. He still hasn't Is it like an immaturity? It. What do you think it is? That could be it. That mm. could be it. He just, he feels very uncomfortable in there. Interesting. And it takes him, and I, I feel like we, have, we haven't really seen Ryan Garcia go the distance, right? Mm. Um, against, um, against someone who's, who's game. He has gone a distance before. That was only like six rounds though, right? Tank's a different beast. He can mm -hmm. take a hit and he can give a hit. Mm -hmm. And he's fast um, as lightning. Yes, yes. Right, Ryan is fast. Also like incredibly fast, like For stupidly sure. fast. Yeah. Like it's so stupid how fast he yeah. is. It's ridiculous. His, and his timing, that's what he has, his speed and his timing. Um, and any shot can turn you off too. But Tank has that, um, that, that comfortability in the ring. He's comfortable right. in there. He yeah. knows what he is, who he is and what he can do. Right. Ryan is going to be uncomfortable the first half of that fight. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think I think Tank is is gonna. And I, my, I'm curious to know. Do you think it's gonna be like Tank does this beautiful, like explosive, like gazelle punch? 
you know, he's got a mean left hook he comes forward with, but he also goes to the liver. Do you think he's going to try to I, like fight Ryan at his own game? Because Ryan also, like, how would you, if you've got a fighter who uses their left hook to like turn people's lights off, are you going to fight a left hook with a left hook? Like, what do you think Tank's going to do differently to evade Ryan Garcia's? He's going to move laterally. Hmm. He's and mo most people who's fought right who fought Ryan Garcia, they went straight in at him, even if they're going to go down to the body, and that's where he turns it off with that left hook. Yeah, he just checks him yeah, with it. Yeah. yeah, if he throw a right hand, that that left is coming. Yeah, right. Um, he's going to move laterally. Right. And that that's been Tank's pattern too, to set up knockouts. He moves lateral, mm -hmm. and then he gets you. Right. He he draws you, and he's going to draw in Ryan. He's not going to attack. Setting the trap. Ryan. Yeah, he's not going to. I don't think yeah. Tank is going to attack Ryan. Interesting. Now, do you think any of the recent media, like around Tank, and and is gonna rattle him for this at all? Is, it, is there gonna be any, you know, um, you know, little lingering stench of some of that? Yeah, apparently, that's false, eh? Like she, she, really? she, yeah, she posted on her Twitter on the her, whole on her like shit on the toothbrush and yes, everything. Yes, what, it's fake. She, yeah, she, she made it all up. Wow, and even the shit that. on the toothbrush. Yeah she, yeah, she posted it. She posted it. And Brilliant. It was it was all over um IG for a bit, and you know what? Do you think this is part of a marketing strategy that they're all in on? Or is this just some wild, weird, woolly he's, shit? Okay, he's got money. He has a reputation of having done that before. Yeah, he's a bit of a bad easy, boy. Easy pickings, right? Easy right. pickings. So I feel I feel for Tank. And, and I know people were very quick to go, oh, yep. Nope, for sure, Tank right? will definitely do it. He'll do it. He for looks sure. like the guy to, that, that would do it. Oh, it's a feeding frenzy when that kind of, all the piranhas just, you yeah. know, everyone's going crazy. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting too. Cause I mean, you know, you know what it feels like to be in camp and how many, how many things you're juggling, like you're juggling your nutrition and your mm -hmm. strength and conditioning and your recovery and your sleep and like your day job and your fucking training and, and your visualization, your mental game. And then just to like layer a media scandal on top yeah. of that. I mean, that's got to have a little bit of an impact in someone's focus, at least for a moment or two. It depends on like the maturity or like the focus of the, the individual. But I, I mean, I hope it doesn't shake him beyond yeah, yeah a couple same. weeks. But it has even on the very high level professionals, like uh, the most, the, the the example that comes to mind is uh, Roman Gonzalez, um, Chocolatito. He's one of my favorite fighters. And um, Dan actually says, I kind of fight like him. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, um, Dan. <laughs> I remember you saying you like Chocolatito. Yeah. Cho I, like, I like him too. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's fantastic. Watch. Yeah. But he's, uh, when his trainer died, uh, it really rattled him uh, yeah. in that first fight against uh, Sorung Visai. And he got, uh, and he lost that fight. He got knocked out, yeah. but that, that's, that's, and he's a high level consummate professional. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that will rattle you hundred percent. And that's the deepest of, of like yeah. distractions, like the deepest, the heartbreak there. Yeah. You know, especially even, your, your relationship with your trainer is such an important part of like a boxer's life. Yeah. You, know? you, you entrust them in your life. Yeah. And, and a lot of times there's, you know, there's, it's like a brotherhood or like a father complex sometimes too. I don't mean complex in a negative way, but it does happen. It's like that deep, deep influence mm -hmm. of coaching coach and athlete, right? Yeah. And so to lose someone and then step in the ring and think you're not going to be affected by that is, is I mean, respect to him for taking the fight still. So. Yeah, so yeah, I, th I think it'll have an effect on Tank for sure. Okay, next one. Even more of a stain on the universe. Jake Paul, <laughs> Tommy Fury. Let's talk about this train fucking wreck for a second. <laughs> Honestly, is Tom, okay, so here's my, here's my hunch. Is Tommy Fury sent here to try and convince us that it's not fake because can Tommy Fury really lose this? I mean, that's what I thought when Anderson Silva <laughs> fought Jake Paul. You thought he was the, the, the one to yeah. like try and convince us that it might actually not be rigged. Yeah. And then that was no, and he it was too looked, old. It was too old. And also that knockdown though, that, that to me looked fake. Nothing happened. It's Anderson fucking Silva. Like yeah. you're telling me he, I don't know. I, I'm not going to go off on this, but like, okay. Do you think, what do you think is going to happen here? And I hate that we're talking about this. We uh, have know, to, I we know. have to. I know. But, but here's the thing though. Like, yeah, I say a lot of bad things about Jake Paul, but thanks to him, we've got new boxing fans. Yes. Yeah. But, but again, it's one of those <laughs> things where like, why you dude? Like, why? I mean, you know what? It just proves that you can do anything if you're rich enough. You really can. You can literally do anything you want. And the thing is, he knows how to market himself. Yeah. I mean, again, with any amount of money, yeah, you can hire the true. best PR, the best marketing, the best publicist, the best social media manager. You can have like, you can pay all the best people to come up with your strategy. Is he actually cool 
or just the people that make us think he's cool or yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but I do want to see him get flattened out. I That's need, the thing. I but need I don't to, think Tommy Fury's going to do it. You don't think so? I don't think so. Oh, man. Can Tommy Fury actually exist on planet Earth if he doesn't? I think he's going to be disowned by by his brother and his dad. Like, but. is there... Okay, so get here, Okay, so here's the question. Is there an amount of money that Tyson Fury would, like, tip his hat to his little bro for accepting to throw that fight? Like, it's Tyson Fury we're talking about. No, no. Tyson Fury wouldn't want his brother to throw that fight. No, and no. I don't think there's... They don't need the money. No, but here's the thing. If they do fight, okay. Have you seen Tommy Fury fight? I've I've watched one or two of his fights. It's suspect. He he's not like like great. Jake, yeah, Jake Paul can actually <laughs> probably win this fight if it, if they actually competed. That's <sighs> the thing. He can actually win this fight. Yeah. Because this one. See, the thing is, like, I don't know how how like if all Jake Paul's knockouts have been have been, you know. That's just it. You don't know that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that. I mean, the Ben Askren one, like oh, 100%. Ben just stood there. Yeah. Like yeah. anyways. Yeah. But it looks like he can crack, but at the same time, he, again, like, man, I hate this guy. I know. But, like, but, but the thing is watching Tommy Fury fight and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I certainly hope Tommy Fury is, is prepared for like what comes from losing <laughs> to Jake, like you know the internet's ruthless he's gonna be a meme in eight seconds yes like and, and the fact that your, bro max. your brother is the gypsy king yeah right like they're gonna make fun of you dude the, the 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 gypsies are gonna do some awful things to tyson fury you better win yeah you have to win there's gonna be an <laughs> rv on fire that night let's just say that <laughs> yeah. uh okay better fights to talk about than that shit uh what about benavides and caleb plant which i'm super you know what I should we call excited. them up and explain and explain to them that they can't have it on that night because it's the 25th should we I just know. should we let them know yeah okay i'll let them know jason yeah. do you mind just like uh just giving them a call and saying on the just, just let bonit know he can talk to david yeah yeah okay cool right because that, that's our fight night that's your fight night Screw those guys. Yeah. But honestly, who do you think is going to win? Benavidez or Plant? Oh man, that's, that's tough. I'm a big Plant fan. Yeah, I'm like, a, I, love I love Caleb, Caleb Plant. Plant. Um, he's, he, he can do everything. If he wants to stand there and bang, he would. He could box. Uh, he did very well against Canelo. He's terrifyingly stoic well. too. Yes, like, calm, people like man. that freak me out. I'm like, man, I want a little bit more of that. Yeah. That's calm, brilliant. Oh man. And, then, yeah. and, and um, he's not, again, he's one of those things where he's not... Uh, taken in by who he's fighting. It's like, yeah. like I'm fighting Canelo and then all of a sudden they choke. Right? You're right. No, he doesn't he get sucked game. in. He yeah. was game. And um, Benavides, I think, does very well on the front foot. And he's going to, he's again, he's going to do the exact same thing he's always done. Mm -hmm. He's going to come forward and he's going to try to cut uh, Caleb Plant off. But I, 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 I think, I think, um, uh, oh man, it's a close one. Yeah, hundred percent. It's gonna be a great fight. Yeah, because I don't I know. I would like to see Caleb. I don't Plant know. Take I don't it. know if Caleb Caleb Plant has the uh, the power to um, keep Benavides off of him, because it, I I know I know there are some people out there, some boxing purists hate it when they talk about power and speed, but it does play a factor. Hmm. No matter how technical you are, if you don't have the power to make someone respect you. Hmm. They're gonna walk you down. Okay, so talk to me about this. What do you, boxing purists have it have it out for power. On yeah, what, on because what they, they don't like talking about power and speed as as aspects of the sport. They they they're very um, uh, tactical based, right? Okay. Like, are, the, the, are they are they strong fundamentally? Their footwork. You know what I mean? They get to that nitty gritty stuff. Right. So they hate it when this, when people oversimplify um, strategy based on speed and power and analysis based on speed and power. Yeah. But that. But the bronze bomber has yes. proven that if you have power, you can box like mm -hmm. someone who's maybe boxed for a month. Yes, like like well, even uh, uh, a fight like like Pauli Malinagi and Miguel Cotto. Pauli Malinagi, great boxer. He could probably outbox Miguel Cotto, but Cotto had so much power behind his hits, and Pauli did ha didn't have the power to even even nick Cotto. Mm. Walked him down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It does play play a factor. Like even guys like Floyd, right? right? He has the power, the sting in his punches to keep you honest. He yeah. kept Canelo honest. Yeah. Right? So it does play a difference. I don't see this thing. Like, I don't know if Plant has the power to do so. Right. He didn't have the power to to make Canelo respect him. Right. Interesting. Right? And Benavides is a bigger man mm. than Canelo. Mm. 
bigger. Yeah. Right. That's that's very interesting. I guess I would. You know, I always think about it like as one of just it's it's a component for me. Like it's another component, and I think it can be the component. Like if you have two fighters, I don't know. And, and this is a question. This isn't me like knowing the answer. So feel free to take it apart. But like you put two equally um, seasoned fighters, let's say more or less the same amount of experience. You say both very technically sound. Who wins? Is it going to be the stronger fighter? Is it going to be the faster fighter? Is it going to be the faster fighter that can generate more power? Like, I, I feel like that ends up being the, like kind of the equalizer, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Same as jujitsu, like the stronger athlete, if, if both are, let's say, let's say carbon copy, technical experienced, all that, the stronger athlete is going to win. Cause at some point that matters. Yes, it does. It does. Absolutely. In my especially, opinion, I, especially yeah. in the pros, especially in the pros. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah, we're not, we're not dancing and touching and tapping no, anymore. It yeah. is like significant shot. I'm trying to stop you. Yes. So, it, it does play, play a big difference. If again, like if you don't have the power to, 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 to make someone respect you. Yeah. They're just not, they're not going to respect your punches. Not going to, they're not, they're going to have a little more confidence coming in on you. Yeah. And that's, that's Benavides, man. Like if you, if you don't have the part to keep Benavides away, mm -hmm. he's just going to, he's, he's going to chew you up. Like yeah. he's done so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I always love a, a Michael Valoria but Caleb boxing Plant breakdown. But is, is a beautiful boxer. Like I, 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 I love Caleb Plant and I'm going for Caleb Plant for this fight. I, I like him like on, on so many levels. Like they're the little, the, the story between him and his wife and like their whole little like power couple thing. And she's like got mm -hmm. his back and mm -hmm. she's at the track with him. I just think that's like brilliant. I love that. I love to see that in, in boxing. Um, it's just kind of like, they seem normal. They seem like normal people. <laughs> you know, as much as he's yeah. like, you know, the top 5% yeah, yeah. of the world of, of, of it's like, but they just seem like they have like a, a system and a lifestyle in place that allows them to be their best for each other. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, it, and clearly it's helping him elevate his, his game. Cause I know she plays a pivotal role, pivotal role in, in his food and nutrition and all that. So, I mean, you're a, like, what, what's your opinion? How important is having a healthy and strong relationship for a pro athlete? Oh, it's everything. Because if, if again, like we talked about this with Tank, yeah. if you have stuff that's that's in your personal life that's bugging you, yeah. it will affect everything you do. Yeah. Especially if everything you do is um, going into the ring and getting hurt and yeah. hurting other people. Yeah. Right? That's one split second uh, of you thinking about, oh man, like, during camp, like, oh, I got to get home and I don't know my wife or my girl or, yeah, yeah. or my, my family, they're just not with me on this. Kills you. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. The it's, drama it's is It's all so about your foundation. They're your foundation. That's, that's you, that you stand on that. Right. right? So what's your, what's your advice for someone trying to create that in their own life? No, oh, here's the thing. It's, it's tough, right? Because as, as, a, as an athlete, it, it's going to be hard regardless mm -hmm. to, to balance everything out. There is. There's this quote I um I I heard from this guy named Tim Grover, like he uh I'm pretty sure you're mm -hmm. you're familiar with Tim Grover, mm -hmm. and those who aren't that he he's um he trained Kobe and Jordan, right? And Dwayne Wade at one point. Um, basically, he said that when you're trying to find balance, trying to create balance in your life, he asked he asked his athletes, what is the perfectly uh well what 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 number is on a perfectly balanced scale? Mm -hmm. It's zero, right? So if you if if you've found balance in your life, that means someone else is sharing the tension between your goals and you. Hmm. So at one point in your life, you have to be with someone or with people that's going to be okay with you being pulled towards your goals. Right. They're gonna to have to be okay with it. Yeah. And if they're not then you got to cut them off. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't mean that you, you neglect them completely. Mm -hmm. Right. Like just like every time, every time I've fought, whether it be, it was in the amateurs or my pro debut, I made sure that I was, that I'm after all of that, I'm, I'm spending more time with my family. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going on vacation with my girl because mm -hmm. you know what? She goes through a lot with me mm -hmm. coming home, tired, bruised up, mm -hmm. everything. She goes through a lot mm -hmm. and she has to see that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I'm barely home because I'm training. If mm -hmm. I'm not training, I'm, you know, I'm doing other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so it's one of those things like, Hey, you're investing in me. I promise you the return is going to be great. Yeah. So keep investing in me. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where you find the balance. Right. It's not so much that, okay, 
at this time I'm training, at this time I'm going to spend time with my family. Right. If you want to win, if you want to be, if you want to be great, and you you want to achieve your 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 goals, mm-hmm. it wants all of you. Yeah. And there will be a time for them, but right now it's it's all you, especially during fight camp. Yeah. As as a fighter. Yeah. You're never really home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could be physically home but your mind is somewhere else. Well, think about all the fighters who, you know, not just in, in boxing, but in UFC as well, who actually just travel. They they, they leave home for their camps. Mm-hmm. You know, they say goodbye for three months or whatever, and they go and source out a completely different facility. They get a new place, they, you know, whatever. Obviously, these, you know, people that are investing that much have, have made it to a certain level in their career. But I mean, Ali did it too. He'd go up in the woods in Colorado or yeah. something, right? And yeah. hit the cabin and run the trails and... And I think it's a, it's really important. Like we were talking about this with Sarah Pusek too. It's just the concept of to be great at something, it demands all of you. Everything. And that's the slippery slope sometimes when an athlete retires or they get injured or something because you invested so much of what was the fabric of your identity into this one thing. And granted, you had to because that was your dream. And to be great at that, it costs that much. But then on the wake of it, when it goes away... Who are you and what do you have? Yeah. What relationships have you fostered? What foundation did you have to sort of catch mm-hmm. you? What people had your back and kept you honest? Those kind of things. And I think that's, um, I do think like, you know, even for a guy like Caleb Plant and kind of sounds like for yourself as well, people have figured that out is like keeping, fostering that, but allowing the communication to be solid mm-hmm. for them to know, hey, it's my time right now. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you don't matter. Yeah. Because when this is over, I still want this to be healthy. It's hard though. Yeah. Like it's difficult, right? Because, um, you're gone for so long. Yeah. And, and I think you need to be with someone who also has the same kind of drive. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. Cause, cause, cause my, 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 my girl, she's, her drive is as intense as mine, but somewhere else. Right? right. Like she's, she's, she wants, she wants to eventually work for Fraser health, like, like head office. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and she's working towards like getting her master's or PhD. And when I'm not training and she's doing her papers or that's her fight camp, you know what I mean? Totally. So I understand like, okay, I can't bug her right now. Right. You know, I can't demand, like I can't be neat. I can't do all that stuff. That's okay. Yeah. Because when she's done, which is then, then we'll do stuff. For sure. You know what I mean? So you need, it takes someone as intense as you to be with you. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And did, was that like a conversation that was had at the beginning? Like, were you like, Hey, this is, this is what I do and this is what I'm about. And she said, Hey, this is like, or did you guys just kind of fall into it and like respect it and go with it? Yeah. We kind of just fell into it. Cool. Yeah. And, and and how I knew she, sometimes uh, honestly, I think she's a little more, more intense than I am Mm -hmm. because the first time I ever brought her to a fight, like I've never brought any of my, my, my uh, past girlfriends to any of my fights or even my friends ever. So I brought her in. Yeah, it was, this was, this was in the States. um, Cause it was at that time when I was still an amateur, it was very hard to find fights here. Right. So uh, I had a lot of my fights in Washington. Right. So uh, I brought her in and it was kickboxing, right? And um, um, at that time too, the, it was the wildfires here in BC. So I was okay. having a straight up asthma attack in the middle of the fight. Oh shit. Asthma attack, like wow. I, I couldn't breathe. And then uh, I think it was a second round. Um, I was in a corner and, and obviously coaches yelling at me doing stuff. And then all I hear in, on the, in the crowd somewhere is break his fucking ribs. And I look over and I'm like, my God, that's Amber. That's so funny. She's like Shout yelling. Out Amber. Yeah, she, she was just like, break his fucking <laughs> break it. And then I'm like, oh crap. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm going to do that. Yeah. Amber. <laughs> I ended up finishing that fight. I, I, I won it, but I felt like that was the closest thing I've ever felt to death because I couldn't wow. breathe. But um, even before that fight though, he, he was, she's, so, she's so intense. But she's like, if you don't win this, we, we, um, we booked a flight to go to Disneyland. <laughs> The cliffhanger there. Yeah. You don't win this. Yeah, she's okay. like, we booked yeah. the fight in uh, Disneyland like a week after the fight. And she's like, if you don't win this fight, I'm canceling the flight. Oh my God. Amber. I'm like, yo, I want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So she, she understood that she, she, like, again, like we never talked about it. She knows that I fought, but we kind of just understood each other. Oh, I love this. It's so cute. We had, so we had Elroy on the podcast yeah, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. and he's talking about his girl being like the loudest one in the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the cutest. So you guys have like, you guys have a mad squad of like cr- savage 
women over there yeah. behind the Mendoza boys. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. And so they get much. along very well. Angelica and, uh, and yeah. Amber, they get along very, very yeah, well. Yeah, and they probably sit and yeah. plot the things that they're going to say to get in your heads before the fight so you don't lose. That's amazing. I wonder what she said that she was going to cancel for Elmer if you lost. <laughs> it was like, I don't know, maybe they had some like, I'm canceling those reservations that took six months to get or whatever. <laughs> You're picking up the bill for the next two years or something. Oh, it's something I know crazy, but that's really funny. That's very cute. Um, well, March 25th, it's coming up way quicker than it even sounds like right yeah. now. Like it's almost end of January. I can't believe that. That's bananas to me. I don't know if it's been, you're a physical ed teacher, right? Still? Yeah. I quit. You quit? Because I'm boxing full time. Yes, you are. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Honestly, like, I mean, I'm sure you loved your job and that's great. But like, yeah, that piece, that step is huge. After after the fight. It was after the fight. Shut up. You were just like, yeah, All right, cool. I, I, spo- I spoke to uh, to my manager, uh, Sandeep. She's also kind of, she's not kind of, she is my second mom. Yeah. And she's uh, my, my coach's wife. Yeah. And um, I was like, and Amber knew this was happening. She knew I was going to quit. Yeah. Like when summer vacation hit, she's like, he's not coming back. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I um, spoke to her and I'm like, I'm, I, I'm, I want to just do this full time. Yeah. You know, like I think it's time. Like I put it off for too long. It was right. sc- it's a scary step. I was just going to say, were you terrified? A hundred percent. But nothing happens if you don't take the leap of faith, right? 100%. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to do it. And she, And the thing is like, my coach saw it coming. They knew it. Right. I was just biding my time. Right. Like they knew I was going to do it before I even thought of doing it. Right. But I'm just, again, like that foundation, I'm just glad they supported me through that. Wow. Amazing. You know? So how, how different does it feel to not have that as part of like one of the things on your plate right now? It's amazing right. because like I'm, I'm in the gym all day. Yeah. Right. So are you teaching, you're coaching, are you doing a little bit yeah, more I, in the gym? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm running the admin stuff too. Right, so in okay. the morning, like I'm training, but uh, you know, like I'm training for a couple hours and then I, then I'm, when I'm done my, my morning sessions, then I, I do the admin stuff. Wow. And then uh, I teach classes, I coach. I, I enjoy that stuff. So this is know. a very exciting version of yourself that you're bringing into this next fight. Yeah. This is like, this I feel is like a I'm huge whole. turning point yeah. in your life. Wow. To feel like, I mean, that's such a big statement. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, I'm training all day. That's yeah. the thing. Like even when you're coaching yeah. in, in, in our gym, like you train with your students, like you're, tra- I mean, we're training with them. You're, you're, you're about it right now. Yeah. You're eating and breathing and sleeping, like all of it. It's yeah. boxing all day, every day. All day, The every mindset day. that is going to be even just like, it's trickling in when you're working with other people, you're just thinking about boxing all the time. You know, all that, all that crap they say like, oh, when you find something you love, you don't work a day in your life. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It is true. It's true. It is true. Yeah. And I, you know, to be honest, I, I think not everyone is, because cause it's, it's, it's can be loose sometimes. Like I work for myself too. And it's like, well, all right, you know, here we go. And like the, the schedule is empty. You have to fill it, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't mm-hmm. think it's necessarily everyone's cup of tea and that's fine. Because with, with that great, challenge comes instability but you almost accept the instability for the potential of what could be yes and you just sort of go okay here we go yeah here we go yeah and i'm so excited for you that you're kind of Thank in that you. place and that boxing gets to be your life that is absolutely amazing i remember, it was jason who messaged me because i posted something like like again one of my captions was like i i um something cheesy i said something like uh, it was I a Valoria nugget. It wasn't yeah, cheesy, yeah. was it? Well, I was. I told. I, I posted. I broke up with my fears and moved in with my dreams. And he messaged me. He goes, "Hey, man, what do you do for do a you living?" You just make this shit up. Is this just come from your head? <laughs> it does. You're, yeah. Well, you're you're a well read guy. I'm guessing. So you're reading some stuff. You're getting some influence. But I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie. The Valoria nuggets are pretty good. Yeah. And he messaged me. He goes, "Oh, hey, hey, man, what do you do for a living?" And I'm like, "Wow, I get to say I'm a pro boxer." That's so cool. Yeah. I'm like, thanks, Jason. That's my Jason? <laughs> yeah, you're Jason. My Jason? <laughs> he's not my Jason. Wait, he's my Jason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jason's the guy that makes me look better on camera, right, Jason? Yay. <laughs> uh, Michael, that's just like, I, honestly, I, I, I think I'm probably the most excited I've ever been to, to, to be part of this next journey with, with an athlete. Thank um, you. To hear your story. To, I mean, we, we've heard the full story. So if you haven't seen the first episode with Michael and Terrence, um, we die, we deep dive into yeah, you did. guys and, and everything that kind of came to that moment in time. And mm-hmm. now to hear everything that's happened since then and 
you know, it's been, it hasn't been that long, but it's, uh, it's a, it's a lot, a lot can change in a short time, I suppose. And when it's this type of change that just really starts the momentum into something like this is, is beautiful. Yeah. And you know, I'm gen- I'm just generally happier. Yeah. You know, I'm just happier and, and That's fantastic. everyone around me can see it. They can feel it. Just, yeah, I'm just loving life right now. Amazing. Oh, <laughs> and we can't wait to have you on the next show. Uh, the takeover to the uprising. And yes. I, that's, I guess, a little bit symbolic for you in a lot of ways, yeah, isn't it? for sure. Um, and so any last words before before you head into this next this next bout? Uh, tickets are on sale now. So hey, buy them. shameless yeah, ticket let's plug. Go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, and yeah. insert oh, link. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, like what what is what is today Michael saying to the Michael that was preparing for his, you know, pro debut just, just you know, last year? Oh, last year. Oh, Michael, I um, started dieting earlier. For sure. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, like, yeah, I've never really had weight problems, but I, I, I would, t- I would tell past Michael to just enjoy the process and stop thinking of, of the destination. Yeah. And enjoy every day because last time I was so into my head that I'm like, oh man, like, oh, it's coming up, it's coming up, it's coming up. Yeah. No, man, just wake up every day, do your thing. Yeah. Okay, and just trust the process. Amazing. I, I get, I, I got, like last camp, I was so frustrated with myself. I wasn't wow. improving the way I wanted to improve. I wasn't sharp enough and stuff like that. So now I'm just, I'm going to tell them, hey man, that's all part of it. It's all good. Yeah. You know, it's going to add up. You're going to be all right. Yeah. Chip away. Yes. Nice. And then the next phase is going to unfold very, very soon. Yeah. And and we can't wait to have you on the show. I can't wait to see you fight again. And, uh, and, and kind of just see the the expression of everything that you've sort of the, all the, all the stuff you've invested, all the decisions you made, all the moments that have come together to create this version of yourself. This sounds like the, the version that you're most excited about. Yes. And that's, and that I think the fans are going to see that and, and we're going to see that and it's going to be brilliant. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for joining me again on the podcast. It was nice to have you back on was, and chat, catch up with everything happening in your life. Yeah. It was great. Having, it was great being back. You're we'll, my favorite, my favorite podcast host. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Actually I had a funny moment the other day. I was, I was walking across the street in Gastown and I was, I was crossing the street and I'm like, God, that guy looks like, looks like John Quinnett. And you know, then he's looking at me, I'm looking at him. I'm like, that is fucking John. It was the stash, the mustache that gave it away. I was like, that is John Quinnett. You know, we like, we sit like, you know, shout out to each other. And then he messages me. He's like, I was just listening to your podcast with Rod Wingrove and I saw you. And I was like, oh man. So I, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's about, you know, giving you guys an opportunity to like, you know, it's, I think, well, let me back up. One of the coolest things I've gotten about this podcast was from non-boxing fans that mm. said they like it because wow. it felt approachable. That's huge. And I've had like quite a few people stop me on the street now and be like, oh, I saw you know, listen to your podcast. That's huge. And that's, that's cool because, you know, okay, it's one thing to sit here and, you know, chat boxing and make it super, you know, like boxing focused. And maybe we niche down how many people might be able to enjoy it. But I think the cool parts about it, like, yeah, I could chat shit about boxing all day. But it's like, who are you guys? What does your lives look like? How does the average person who might not be or a budding boxing fan, let's say maybe Jake Paul influenced boxing (laughs) fan, is like looking at you guys going like, I don't understand how these people do it. Like, how do they do Mm -hmm. this? Like, Mm -hmm. what is their life like? The relatability of of you guys as individuals, your story, where you've come from and all the beautiful, I think you said this too, I I believe in the last show, but it was like, you know, combat sports or boxing is such a it's like a parallel to life, right? Like there's so many messages and 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 that that reflect what life is like for everyone. And so the relatability of that and then non-boxing fans to say they like listening to the podcast and getting to know these these people and these athletes or their stories or the funny things or whatever. I think that's the coolest part for me. Um it is. you know, and then you got you you and then you got like guys like yourself that are really inspiring that always have really inspiring things oh, to say. You. Yeah. You, you you do. You 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 have um, a lot of wisdom and a lot of insight and you express it very, very like in a very like clear, but also creative way. And I think that speaks to a lot of people. So thanks. Totally blushing now, but thank yeah, you. no, absolutely. So, so somewhere out there, there's a, there's someone's like girlfriend or something who never was her boxing fan, but her boyfriend's dragging her to the show and she decided to listen to the podcast. She's like, Oh, that was actually really cool. You know, it's, it's those people that I'm like hit me the most when mm. they come and talk to me. So things like that, that like that you say, that doesn't just speak to the boxing fan that speaks to the person. And I think that's the coolest thing about like what can come from like the show and chatting with you guys. So I appreciate your time as always. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the empire boxing podcast with Michael Valoria. And we will see you at the takeover, the uprising 
March 25th. Get your tickets are available on Eventbrite right now. And we will also be launching a watch party for The Takeover. Yes. Stay tuned for more. It's going to be at the Hollywood Theater. And uh, tickets are going to go on sale soon. So keep your eyes on our social media for more. Thanks for tuning in to the Empire Boxing Podcast. A huge thank you to our partners at Sting Boxing. It doesn't matter if you're into boxing for fitness, or as an amateur, or as a pro, Sting has something for you. Head to their website, stingsports.ca, and use the code EMPIRE10 at the checkout to receive 10% off. Make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Empire Boxing on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube.